Welcome to Read Radio. This podcast is produced and recorded by staff throughout the Fraser Valley Regional Library. Here we present our recommendations on anything and everything from our collection for your reading, viewing, and listening enjoyment. We post new episodes to our website and SoundCloud every two weeks. Hi, I'm Laurel, and I'm here with Tina, and we're going to talk to you today about some of our favorite band and challenge books for Band Books Week. One of my favorite graphic novels is a graphic memoir by Marjane Satrapi, and it's called Persepolis. Marjane was born and grew up in Iran, and she was about 10 when the Islamic Revolution happened and the Shah was kicked out. So... Iran changed hugely at that time. One minute she's going to school in a school with the boys, and they're all playing together in the schoolyard during breaks and recess. And the next day, all the girls have to wear headscarves, and the boys have to be in separate classrooms, and they can't mix. So it's a really sudden and strange juxtaposition. But as they were kids, and they didn't really understand what was going on, their response was to turn the headscarves into skipping ropes. And the whole book is like that. There's all this tumultuous stuff happening in the culture, politically, all sorts of stonings. And they would play a game of, they called martyrs with her friends where they would throw stones at somebody. That was the martyr. And so there's really horrible stuff happening all around. But her response as a child is often hilarious. It's just completely different from what an adult how an adult would respond to it. And I think that's what I enjoyed about it, was this juxtaposition of a very serious time in history, a a lot of political upheaval, and people getting thrown into jail, and nobody knows what's happened to them, contrasted with her childish reactions to things like turning the stuff into a skipping rope. Banned books? Challenged books? Phrases I never heard until I was an adult. Finding the public library when I was in elementary school, having a school library bloom in our school in grade five was the discovery of my kind of magic. A Wrinkle in Time was a book I very much enjoyed as a child. Its combination of mystery, time travel, sprinkles of science, magic, and handling loss was captivating. To find out this was on the list of challenged books was a great surprise to me. This is a book about a young girl traveling from time to save her dad from evil. She's a plucky female protagonist, was the perfect segue from all the Nancy Drew I'd read for years. When you read it, you will learn about the three Mrs. W's, the Tesseract, and how to drag your family members along on your family adventures. You will be enthralled by the fifth dimension, by the heroine who is brave enough to attempt to rescue her family members on her own. Challenges to the book were contradictory, too religious, too much witchcraft, too complicated for children, and the list goes on. Some felt the book promoted magic, some felt there were too many biblical references. In her defense, Langle was quoted as saying, It seems people are willing to damn the book without reading it. Nonsense about witchcraft and fantasy. First I felt horror, then anger, and finally I said, Ah, the hell with it. It's great publicity, really. As a book that was rejected over 26 times before being published, it is wonderful that sales have never suffered in its 50-plus years of being on the shelf. A quote from an anonymous source says, there are really two kinds of girls, those who read Madeline Lengel when, she, when they were small and those who didn't. I think it enriches your life to read it. My second book is called Mouse by Art Spiegelman, and it's another graphic memoir. It's the story of Art's father, who was a Holocaust survivor. And half of the book is about how his father survived the Holocaust. His father was a really resourceful young man. And he found ways to survive in a situation where so many other people died. There's one time when he's packed into a cattle car 
with all these other Jews being sent off to a concentration camp, and they were in there for days, no food, no water, crammed so close together, people couldn't barely move, and people died in that cattle car. They weren't let out until they arrived at the concentration camp. But Art's father rigged himself a little hammock up by the roof, and there was a little space between the ceiling and the wall where he could reach out and reach up onto the roof and get snow from on the roof. And he ate the snow, he drank the snow, so he had water, and that's part of what helped him survive, because not everybody on that car did. So when you read the part of the story set during the Second World War, I found myself really admiring this man and his resourcefulness and the strength and the courage that it took to survive in such a horrible time. But the book goes on at two different times, and they sort of alternate between the two different time periods. And the other time period is modern, and it's about Art's father in the present and his relationship with Art. They didn't have a very happy relationship. There was a lot of tension there. And I think the book was an attempt by Art to try and find a way to understand his father and figure out how he felt about his father and their relationship. And his father, as in in the present day, is not really a nice man. He's really kind of mean. And he's super, super cheap. He's so cheap that he would rent a cabin every summer to go on vacation and had a gas stove. And every time he would go there, he would arrive for his vacation, he would turn on the gas and he would light the gas. And he would not shut that thing off until they left because the cost of the gas was included in the cost of the cabin. So he wasn't paying for it, but he had to pay for the matches. So he wouldn't turn it off because it meant he would have had to relight the stove every day or every time he wanted to cook and he would have used more matches. That's how cheap he was. It's kind of incredible. Another thing that makes this book unique is that art draws every nationality as a different animal. So the Jews are mice and the Germans are cats, which really gives you a sense of the Jews being hunted and they were viewed as vermin by the Germans. So it really sort of echoes that as well. So it works really well as a metaphor for that. But he also drew French people as frogs and Polish people as pigs. And I think that might be part of why there have been so many attempts to ban this, so many challenges to the book, is because people have complained that it's racist, which is kind of odd because it is a book showing you exactly what happens when racism runs rampant. I really enjoyed the book. It is one that has stayed with me for years. And I think that it's really important for us to have these kinds of stories about hard times and hard situations and horrible things that happen so that we remember it and we, we don't repeat it. Because they say, he who does not remember the past is doomed to repeat it. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. We're happy to share our recommendations and hope you keep coming back for more. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join us next time for another episode of Read Radio, 